Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hello, everybody. Hi, how are you? Thank you. Thanks for coming. Are you I'm really all here glad for you're us? here? Wow. Are you just wandered into the wrong room? <laughs> I wish you'd introduce ourselves. Yeah. I'm Mike Sweeney. I'm Jesse Gaskell. We're writers on the Conan Show. We are. And, and, and this is Inside, Inside Conan, Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Yeah, and we're glad uh, you clapped for that. Because yeah. <laughs> we're like, what? who's going to be in the crowd? You know, we, we were, so we're really excited you're here. And we're yeah, excited we, to be in Montreal. We are. Yeah. Um, and the, excited to be in these chairs. <laughs> Very comfortable. It's all very exciting. Yes. Yeah. So just to explain our show for anyone who hasn't listened before, uh, we basically take you behind the scenes of how we make Conan a late night show. Um, it's, as far as I know, the only podcast that does that. Um, <laughs> or wants to Conan. do it. Yeah. They offered it to 20 other people before we said this. <laughs> I like to say that... Um, it's like Studio 60, but funnier, or like 30 Rock, but less funny. <laughs> Somewhere so in the right, middle. That's kind of our sweet spot. Studio 60, man, that brings me back. I could talk about that show for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> well, get your own podcast. Most, just let me talk about it. For uh, is this your first time in Montreal? My first time in Montreal and in Quebec. How about you? Same here. How many of you are from Quebec? All right. Very nice. Very good. It. I was worried about it's coming back It's a nice crowd, here. I can tell. Very nice. <laughs> I was worried about coming back here because speaking of Conan, in 2004, he did a week of shows in Toronto and they were great. But we brought a puppet with us called Triumph Insult Comic Dog. <laughs> and he's, his idea was to go to... Quebec City and make jokes about the separatist movement. <laughs> and uh, we were, were all like, we're, we're all Americans in New York. Like, oh yeah, what could go wrong with that? <laughs> so we unleashed him. He did it. Uh, we showed it to the crowd. The week was going great. And we showed it to the crowd on Thursday. It killed with the crowd in Toronto. And then we're like, this is fantastic. And then we forgot that it would be broadcast on television. <laughs> and uh, people were angry. <laughs> people were really angry. Uh, yeah, you said that they were tabloids at the airport when with, with Robert Smigel Robert Smigel is the voice of triumph, leaving town and, and holding the puppet up. And that was the front page. And also, 
I, I think people condemned the puppet in, par- in uh, Parliament. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, that sounds like a great honor. Yes. That sounds like something our Congress would waste their time with. <laughs> Not the Canadian uh, yeah. parliament. You're supposed yeah. to be better. Exactly. Um, no, but yeah, no, that was, better. it was really bad press. And I think, and you've gotten some dressing down by Canadians in the past. I, I had a neighbor in Brooklyn who I dreaded seeing them because years later, every time I'd see her, she'd go, she, this woman is from Quebec. And she's like, my mother's still mad about the puppet. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Sorry. So let me apologize again if anyone here was offended. Yes. You came here to throw paint on us. Um, uh, Yes. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) I assume you accepted that apology. But anyway, it's it's great to be here in Quebec. It is. Yes. We just spent a week, uh, last week Conan was at Comic-Con in San Diego for the fifth year in a row, which is always a really fun time for us. Yeah. Um, We don't get a lot of sleep. We go out a lot. Yeah. Uh, the the last night of Comic Con actually was really crazy. We um, the writers all rented this karaoke RV that I don't think is supposed to be street legal. <laughs> it's basically an RV that's been outfitted with a karaoke machine and a bar, and we were just kind of like rolling around in it and trying to sing karaoke. And I have a vague memory of myself singing "Shallow." from Lady Gaga <laughs> that sure I really vague? hope is not on tape anywhere. And someone taped it. Uh, we should get that online. I would love to get oh, that. Oh, no. That there might be rights issues with the song, though. But, yeah. And, and, uh, then, and then afterwards, I heard that... Because uh, Conan, we did our last show on Saturday night, and then Conan immediately, I think, left to go... Was he going with his family on vacation? Uh, no, I think he had to do a gig somewhere. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he had to um, leave early. But so he left Saturday night, but his hotel, he still had his hotel room for that Saturday. And so right. somebody, and I'm, I've been told to not name names, uh, but somebody procured the key to his hotel room and invited the whole staff to have a party in Conan's hotel room. Wow. And from what I heard, it, the, I mean, the mini bar was was raided pretty hard, and that probably lasted four minutes. The <laughs> I know. And room service was ordered, and I just like the idea of uh, whoever the cl- hotel clerk was the next day thinking like, "Oh, that Conan really Conan really knocks it back. back." Yeah, he loves tiny bottles he of vodka. binges and purges. Yeah. Oh well, that's good. Well. Maybe in a future episode, we can talk about all the people who got fired uh, for doing it. <laughs> oh, no. We'll keep you posted. So there could be openings at the show. <laughs> I didn't name names. Yes. That was a great week of shows. I feel like that was the best week. Of it was the best. Yeah, yeah I think great. we all thought it might be our last week there. Yeah. Um, just because who knows when we're all going to die. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, this could be our last podcast. It could. So let's have fun right. with it. Yeah. Uh, should we bring on our first guest? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so um, we've got Brian Kiley here. Brian Kiley is a writer on our show. Right. Come on up, Brian. Yeah. Brian has been a monologue writer for Conan for 25 years. Since 1994. Don't look yeah. ashamed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Six months before I was hired. No one lasts at that show. <laughs> By the way, thanks for dressing much, much better than me. Oh, I really appreciate I have, it. I have somewhere to go after this. I'll tell this. you, that's not hard to do. I know. I'm a slob. <laughs> uh, uh, but you have thanks to. Thanks for having me, because yes. I don't get to talk to you guys except 
every day. Every day, yeah. So, but well, we always have mics, just so. That's true. We're in the meetings with mics. Brian, how's your day going? Well, mine's good. Yeah, so Brian is a monologue writer on the show. And I would like to point out that uh, my mom was from Montreal. Oh, oh very nice. All right. Uh, Outremont, I guess. But my I, I think that is terrible. But. Brian teaches a class in pandering. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. And uh, and you guys would be great at it. <laughs> that, how's that? That was perfect. Thank you. I think that also helps to make up for the triumph thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, if we if we'd announced in the Canadian Parliament, right? <laughs> terrible. Okay. So no, we we heard you were here in at the Just for Laughs festival. So. What a fantastic booking. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get me? Right, right, right. But you've really been uh, with the show since the beginning. You've seen it. Well, I started grow six months change. in. Yes. I had yeah. s- yes. A, a lot. Yes. Yikes. Conan's voice changed. Uh, <laughs> second Finally, year of the show. Tip yeah. Changed is a relative term. <laughs> Slightly. He won't hear this, right? Right, right, right. And I just learned something from Sweeney that when you first were hired, you lived in Boston. I did. And you commuted to work. I did. Well, my wife had a much better job than I had. Uh Uh-huh. And she was a VP of a company. Wait, what's a better job than She wrote a Well, she was a VP of a company. Okay. And so... That is a better job. Also... The Conan show was very shaky in the old days. And literally, I'd be reading the New York Post or the Daily News every day. And there were rumors about how the show is going off the air and who's going to replace Conan and all that stuff. So people are like, why don't you move here? It's like, because <laughs> there might not be a here in a couple of weeks, you know. And um, yeah, so my wife had a great job and I just would commute. And, but we had like 10 or 12 weeks off. And also, they let me work from home one or two days a week. Oh. So that made a huge difference. Oh, that's I didn't know that was yeah, allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 I ruined it for everybody, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that? The first six months of the show, Conan took over for Letterman back mm-hmm. in the yeah. old days when there were only three talk shows, yes, uh, late night talk shows. And so that first six months, how, how could you even concentrate on work when like you open the paper that day and there are all these rumors? Oh, right? there, there, it was, there was one time the accountant came by and she's like, okay, you guys have a TV you have two computers, and they go, she's taking inventory, we must be going off the air. And they had to call a meeting of the show and go, no, they take inventory once a year, we're not going off the air. Oh, it was wow. like, oh my God. Yeah. So they she was putting to you. price tags on things. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I sold my computer on eBay, I didn't wow. know. <laughs> wow, so, wow, that's, wow. So there are yeah. rumors just flying around yes. on the floor, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. just based on... Yes. someone counting television sets. Yes, it was that's, that. Sounds like relaxing. And then at that time, the, it sounds like the schedule was really crazy because probably if you were all feeling a little insecure, you, it's late, a lot of late nights. And Well, I was lucky being on the mono because on the monologue, we didn't have to stay late. Although oh. they would have me stay late Monday nights and work on like the desk pieces and whatever. Um, so I do remember being there and it was like after midnight and we needed one more joke. And I came up with the joke so we could all leave. It was like homering to win the game in the bottom <laughs> yeah. of the ninth. It was like, but it was something of like self-preservation of like, I really need to go to sleep. So please. Uh, yeah. Now, now uh, uh, our head writer, Matt O'Brien, has he had this great idea. It's a little bell on his desk. It's yes. so weird. It's, it's weird, Pavlovian. It, it is. is. But, but 
to and get out at night. Like someone has to come up with a group. There's always a closer for the night meeting. So right. if you if you do the closer, he'll ring the bell. And he'll ring the bell. And, yeah, home. something gets a big laugh and he rings the bell. And, and then everyone literally runs out of the <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, it's true. And runs <laughs> runs to their car. If you'll see like some sometimes one of us will say something kind of funny and he'll sort of reach, but not quite get there. <laughs> he'll quite he'll change it. his mind halfway. Right. No, yeah. that wasn't racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should have that here for this <laughs> podcast. And so, what what are you up here? Uh, why are you? What brought you to this? Uh, I actually I shot a web series with my friend Mary Gallagher, and we. She's a comedian. She's a comedian, and she's an actor also. Uh-huh. So uh, we shot this thing, and then it got picked to come here to pitch for the short panel for the for web series. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Great. So that was kind of cool. So and did you? So you're finally trying to get another yeah, job. Oh, thanks. Oh. <laughs> it's like the bell rang. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Would you? Oh, ask? so you're finally trying to get another job? Yes. I mean, I, well, I've been trying for 25 years. <laughs> and, and so you pitched it already? We did. Yeah. Wow. So it, is it is it just like a private meeting or, or something? Or uh, it, I read some things where they have. No, this was a pitch in front of, this was like a public pitch. Really? Yes, there was an audience there. Wow. And then there were like executives and it was like, oh. it was, yeah, it was, wow. Was it like America's Got Talent where they do the X? Uh, Cheers, <laughs> turn around. It was kind of like that. And yeah. then Simon Cowell was there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he's also pitching a show. <laughs> he's, he's on the way back. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, good luck with that. So well, thanks. I no. guess you have to wait a while to hear what happens, but. Um, I'm, Here's the thing about show business. Um, <laughs> nothing happens. You keep waiting for something to right. happen. And, yeah. and nothing happens. Right, right, right. So, yeah. That's what keeps you in show business. Sure. sure. It's always like... You pitch, and it's just this void, and then... Right. Yeah. Well, but you obviously must love working with Conan if you've been there, as long as you have. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I do, actually. It's... Um, everyone's... It's... You know, it's really fun, and uh, I mean, it's it's gotten less stressful, I think. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Well, now the show's a half an hour. I mean, now the show's a half an hour. A lot of people say, "Oh, is it a lot different?" But really, I feel like all we did was they got rid of the second guest. Yeah. But well, we look we'll at meetings and we'll <laughs> we'll write the jokes all day, and then we have the meeting. How oh, we don't have time for a monologue? It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> so, or they, well, they'll do the monologue, and it goes well, and they go. Uh, the guest went long, so we cut out the monologue. Right. Like, right. After the show. Like, I don't know that I still work at the show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, and you've talked about that with us before, that uh, it's a real volume business being a monologue writer, and you have yes. to just, you know. You just you have to turn have, it out. You can't have anything be too precious. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't be like, I love this. He's got to do it. You know, you have to be, you know, you have to just go okay it's you just abandon them once you come up with them yeah i mean people i think are always shocked to learn but basically one tenth of what you usually oh, right one tenth would be yeah of the daily great. output of jokes yes we'll it's, get on it's the, like I, you're a sea yes. turtle and you're laying all of your eggs yes. right. and then only <laughs> yes. like a couple Absolutely. of them are going to make it to and, sea and it's conan is the bird that yes. picks the ball off on the <laughs> way to the water yeah i have two good jokes a day so if i write 20 jokes, he'll pick two. Yeah. And if I write 50 jokes, he'll pick two. Oh. So that's I would I write so five jokes. Write yeah, I, should, yeah. I should just write two. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you and Lori, Lori Kilmartin. Yes, it's just down to Lori Kilmartin. Who's a, also, it's interesting that you two both still actively do stand-up all the time, too, which 
She has more stand-up than anyone in the world. She does a lot. And she takes care of her mom and her son. Right. And I'm, she's. Well, I think that my theory is there's like six Lori Kilmartins. Right. right. <laughs> and you ignore your family. So, exactly. I mean, she's so, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, feedback. Uh, are you, and you're doing stand-up while you're here in Montreal, right? I am. I'm doing uh, Andy Kindler's show tonight. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. So at midnight. So oh, okay. I've got like three naps after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but, do. You're a, you're a regular napper. I am a regular napper. Can you tell it's us important. about your nap schedule? Well, I, I, get, I get migraines. It's one of my things. Yeah. But wait, so, that's one of your things? Like a hobby? Yeah. I, I, I thought that would kind of be interesting to get migraines. So. When did you start getting your migraines? I, I started getting them probably... I was probably at the show around six years, and I started getting migraines. And I, I didn't get them as kid. I was like, I was like in my late thirties, and I started getting migraines. And I went to the doctor, and I thought there were sinus headaches. He's like, "Oh, you got migraines." So, I have certain triggers like uh, caffeine and chocolate, red wine. Oh, all the good uh, things. Sex. A, a fond memory. <laughs> <laughs> any any experience of joy, whatever. Just I've just realized that I've been with the show for five years. You're one so more next year. next year, I'll yep. start getting my migraines. <laughs> they, at six years in, you get your migraines. Yeah. So. I got adult acne <laughs> six years in. <laughs> Is that true? Milder. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's very stressful. Very stressful. Well... Do you ever think like, oh, maybe I sh- maybe this job is causing it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's uh, a trigger. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, there, there is a certain amount of pressure for someone who says, go in that room and think of funny things yeah. every day. And some days, I don't really feel like it. Right. You know, get in there. So as a stand-up, like I'd write some, you know, I'd write jokes every day, but some days I'm like, hmm, can't think of anything. And then I'd go to whatever. But here it's like, well, go think of something. So... Yeah, there is that. And also, some, I mean, with the monologue, it's all about the news. So sometimes, like, tragedies are dominating the news. And right. Like, when I was first right. on the show, I was there for a couple months, and everything was fine. And then there was the Oklahoma City bombing. And that was just dominated the news. That's all the papers were about. And so Conan had to come up and do a topical monologue. So, you know, in USA Today, they have the little state-by-state. State, and this is before the Internet. That's how, like... We didn't. We weren't even. Oh online. yeah, were you getting new? You were, we were getting newspapers. newspapers. USA so, yeah. Today. He'd come out with the USA Today, and we, the state by state thing. So Kona would come out and be like, "So, did you hear about this comptroller in Toledo, Ohio?" And everyone's like, "No, <laughs> what are you talking about?" You know. But we couldn't touch any of the big stories, so it was like, you know. You're gonna hear about them now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, we still kind of do that, don't you think? That we avoid some of the bigger we do Trump related stories. So, I mean, I do think there's a little bit of Trump fatigue, and I think right. it feels like yeah. that sometimes. So when we don't have to talk about them, we we don't. Do you guys have Trump fatigue? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, and I think the audience is like, like, "Oh, thank God!" But yeah, <laughs> right. like, we want to talk about the chicken nuggets that yeah, returned exactly. on the highway. Yeah. 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 When, whenever like the McRib was back, that was like a big story. <laughs> the no. McRib's back, guys. That's fantastic. Yeah. That was a renaissance <laughs> for the show. Where does it go when it goes away? I I don't know. I guess <laughs> I think there's a room with shamrock shakes and McRibs, yeah. and they seal it and for, they vault it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's better than Trump jokes. <laughs> Sure. No, there there were nights where, like, th- four or five shows do the same joke. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's absolutely. all these people in a room, like, yes. dealing with the Trump story du jour, and it's. But that's happened for years. I remember when I was first on the show, uh, we did a joke that Letterman and Leno we all did. It was a joke. It was Madonna's birthday, and the joke was, "What do you get for the woman who's had everyone?" Uh- <laughs> 
And every show did that show. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that happens a lot that there's kind of groupthink. Absolutely. And actually, yeah. with, when they were used to be four monologue writers, we'd come to the meeting and sometimes all four of us would have the same joke. Oh, and sometimes wow. I wouldn't and everyone else would not be like, why didn't I think of that? You know? <laughs> and Conan got to say Where no four cliches? times. No, 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 no. <laughs> not doing it. I'm not. We're, we're out of time already. Yeah, we are. Yeah, that was, I yes, know. we have two more guests. We do. Yeah. We're plowing through it. And Thanks so much for having yeah, me. Thank well, you, yeah, Brian, thank you, Brian. I hope you tell yourself. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Brian Kylie, ladies Brian and gentlemen. Kiley. Beautifully dressed. Whoa. We're... Thank you. The applause is We're not writers. a trigger We're very for Brian. Clumsy. So lots of applause for Brian. Uh, so next up, we have um, what, uh, one of the stars of SNL, you guys. We're very excited. It's Chris Red. Chris Red. Hey. Hey, hello, people. All these shorts. <laughs> there are a lot of shorts. Uh, oh, Canadians are very comfortable with their bodies. I like that. I like that, too. There, I, I don't know why I said it with that tone. But I like that, too. So gross. On accident. How are y'all? Good, how are oh, you? Yeah, it's good to see you again. Man, I'm awake. Thanks for <laughs> I didn't think I would be. Uh, <laughs> Did you go hard last night? I go hard every night. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> I still can. Hey, yeah, 4 p.m. podcast. Yeah, 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 why do we have it so early? I know. I know, man. Chill. <laughs> you just and this up. is one of the later ones. There was one at like 11.30 this yeah. morning. What is what does that even look like? I don't. 11.30? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it was in this room. Yeah. This is a nice conference room. Yes, this is nice. Yeah. I, I wanted to shit on it. We can it, get a lot of work nice. done in here. Uh, or, or like a casual seance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have not left the building. Have you left this? Like the whole... It's all just festival. Yeah, festival is all. Yeah. The I've been entire to buildings of festival. I've been to all the festival. I've been to all the mall. There's a mall here. Oh, uh, you right. Did go to the mall. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's like Snowpiercer here. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I watched half of that movie. <laughs> so it is like half half of the mall is like that. Movie. <laughs> nah, it's cool. Is this your first time at Just for Laughs? No, I was a uh, new faces in 2016. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was nervous and not confident. <laughs> and and now I know everybody, yeah. and I'm more broken. Uh, but <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm not. I am. Uh, <laughs> I was. Well, we were looking at the new faces list for today. Yeah, and we were trying to imagine how. That's nervous. Be really nerve wracking. Yeah. You're build. like this five minutes could make my career right. or not. Or or it could just be another show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you have to get. Yeah, so for you know. real. But no, it's like there's no way of, of, of being able to be comfortable enough with just like, oh, yeah, this is everybody in the industry is in one room. This, this ain't no big deal. You know? yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Like you still, you know, and then you do it, and it's like, when you do well, it's like, all right, cool. If you don't do well, fuck it. Can I say that? Well, probably no I one's going to remember. Huh? Probably no one will remember unless you really like, unless you shit your pants on stage or something. Matter of fact, I think shitting your pants will get you a Netflix deal. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that was amazing. So brave. <laughs> well, let's try. <laughs> nope, I already pooped. Uh, <laughs> I say poop now. I'm getting yeah, older. Yeah, yeah. 
So you came here in 2016. Uh, we got to know you in 2017. Was that when you did stuff for us at Comic-Con? Yeah. yeah, me and Moses Storm, we called ourselves Red Storm because we're not creative. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we did. We hosted the um, digital, the 360 digital um, uh, broadcast for the uh, Conan Khan uh, yeah. building, which was on a roof, and it was uh, it was like 95 degrees, and things were melting, and uh, it was me and Moses cracking jokes. And it, it was it was like they're like, okay, we're gonna send a bunch of celebrities up here. I'm like, up here where it's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wonder who wants to come up here. Uh, but then Conan and came out there. Well, Conan came every every single day. He was only supposed to go one time just to see it. But then he felt bad when he saw the conditions. You were I think he in. felt like we were homeless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, but we we just started riffing a bunch, and uh, and, and he, he was only supposed to say like a couple things. He ended up being up there for like ten minutes up until the show started, and then he he would come up there every day, and that that made it really cool. And then we did get to see some people come up there. Uh, like Will Smith was was in the building. He didn't come up there. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't just, go on just knowing anymore. he was in the building. He, he did not. Will was Will was. I've never. Will Smith was. It was the first time I saw somebody be famous and love every minute of it the way you think somebody right. like the way I think Will Smith would love being Will Smith. He does. And, <laughs> and it's so it's so dope. It's, it's, he's not cocky, but he's, it, everybody's like, "Well," he's like, "Yeah," and it was like. <laughs> the same we, we were all here <laughs> and i was going up to will like will and then it, i think his pr person stiff rb like it was like hey what you want with will like not his soul uh well that that's why more will, like security yeah will can have fun and be nice because he has his security to yeah keep people be, away from him yeah exactly yeah. no it was it was really fun man i it was so long ago i don't I, I know we had some people up there for sure i don't remember who we had up there conan was like the biggest i, I just wanted to riff with, with conan and uh, and it's and I was able to do that every day, so everything else was easy. And then we just had to uh, perform around this 360 camera a bunch, uh, which was weird. It was all yeah. like a fisheye view. It was it was like a Missy Elliott video the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, also that's creative. Probably. I think that was like new AT and T technology. Right. And yeah. So they were. I, don't know, I think maybe they shelved that since then. Did yeah. they? Did they, they shelve the 360? I don't think maybe yeah. 360. Yeah. I mean, anymore. it's so weird. Like, it was a weird thought to be like, oh, you can see things, but also the ground. Like, yeah. why do you <laughs> care where right. we're standing on? You can stare into the sun if you want. You can just turn wherever you Also, you had to wear cardboard glasses. Like, that kind of undercut how cool the technology yeah, was. Yeah, you're wearing cardboard glasses. You're, you're seeing nothing but cardboard. <laughs> no, were they cardboard for real? I think so. Those are the ones they gave out. I mean, you yeah. can get nicer. They VR gave out cardboard glasses. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 yeah. That's fun. So yeah, I didn't get I, any cardboard glasses. I, I looked for footage of that before this, and it's it's been cl cleaned from the internet. Oh yeah, it's, it's like the Giver, the book, the book. <laughs> <laughs> it just burned that. You never. Did your uh, managers do that? Did they have? Uh, that, no, that they were just too? called the people. Uh, no, <laughs> I, no, uh, no. I mean, I liked it. I I, I wanted to rewatch it, but you have to watch like the whole broadcast. They didn't right. have. Right, because it was streaming. It, it was just constant. Yeah, it was constant. Right. You were having so to perform constantly. Yeah. We felt bad because we just knew, like, we're in this air-conditioned theater, and you know that 
occasionally you'd and see we were like, monitors. we should go check on them. You guys out there just broiling. But we're not going to. Yeah, yeah. It, it got it got like 98 degrees at one point, and the sun was like, uh, there was some shade, but the sun was setting at just the right place where we were just getting beamed. And I'm sure there's footage of at least an hour of us going, dog, it's so hot, bro. <laughs> like, no jokes at all, just sweat. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, how long, how was dog, how was they paying us? No, but, oh, no yeah. it was fun, man. Like, it was, it, and once we got inside and we got to really, like, talk to, like, some of the crowd, because the crowds are crazy for those They shows. are crazy. Yeah. They're amazing. And they so, rabid. Uh, that was super dope. And, yeah. and once I went inside and downstairs, out in the front where all the people and all the, the stars coming in and we just got to like just play games with people and give away stuff i didn't want to go back to the roof i was like yeah. no i don't want to i don't want to go <laughs> please don't make me go back up there how do we find you for hosting that uh how, oh um we were just put me and me and moses were doing shows together sure, all right. over okay. la yeah a redstone show which basically we just both do duo stand up have mm-hmm. a lineup and then we do some sketches and stuff. I think JP Buck, our JP, booker? yeah, and, J- and JP yeah. scouted me like Russell yeah. Simmons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the crowd for a Russell Simmons show, uh, <laughs> but be. it's gonna kill when yeah. I bring it back to my cousins. You know, hip hop. <laughs> they were like, "Ha, ah, I see what you said, bro." Uh, but yeah, JP was just standing in the back. You know, what I mean, like them. You know, yeah. and he brought us in. I love JP, man, and uh, we kind of just worked out. Uh, a deal we got to just host host this thing and me and Moses were definitely down you know big Conan fans right and so I yeah the second they offered it I was like hell yeah let's do that oh great and then a month later you got SNL which was uh, right about that's it, not a month okay uh, just play along it, yeah <laughs> honestly the second I walked off that roof I yeah, landed in SNL yeah. uh, Will Smith's yeah. Saw you get stiff armed and said that guy should be in this. Like, yeah, the, the I way would he took that Lauren to Michaels was watching all the three. <laughs> Michaels honestly was footage. on the roof and right. yeah. with, with his glasses <laughs> and helicopter, and he uh, he was like, "Come on, kid," and then that was it. Right? No, it was like it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, like a, yeah, a few months after. Yeah. But um, that was one of the things I was hate. I was going to be missing out on is, is coming back and working uh, working with Conan, right? And and and, uh, and Moses and them all the time. But you know, it, it, I think it worked out. It okay worked out for pretty you. well. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> now let me ask you this: performing here as a new face in 2016, yeah. did that just going through that firmament? Did that did that kind of help? A little bit when you auditioned for SNL, or was it still? Oh, I mean, yeah, doing showcases like of this, uh, like this big, yeah, like that definitely helps you uh, get more comfortable just showcasing on on those high pressure levels, right? I for sure, guess. yeah, because like once you do that, you just realize, oh, I just got to just do the thing I'm always doing, right? Anyway, and then I just got closer into being more comfortable, just right, always like. You know, you can trust yourself more than anything else. Right, right. So it's like, as long as I I know what I'm gonna do, you know, however it plays out, I'm still gonna be you know, doing what I do. But right. It, so, but isn't yeah. the Saturday Night Live audition like in front of a really small group of people? Or yeah, no? yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's a bunch of ghosts. Unusual. You no, know, uh, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just so it, it's like the producers and Lauren and everybody right. and Eric performing on the stage and had never seen the stage in person. So wow. I'm like, oh, uh, what? So. I, I was like, oh, I'm ready for this. And I walked in the room and I was like, oh, man, whoa, this is crazy. And, and they're like in the shadows. So you don't really see them, which is preferred. Oh. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to like tell a joke and then have to look dead in somebody's eyes like, do you agree? You know? 
That seems terrible. Like, <laughs> right? You, you, you're laughing, aren't you? Uh, but I had fun, man. You know, they, I just got my mic and just did my thing. And uh, both times. The one time I didn't get it, uh, I had fun auditioning. When I didn't get it, that wasn't as fun. Uh, <laughs> but then the second audition was, I had way more fun. It was way looser. And then I got it. And that's fun. That's hell. Man, yeah. To win, you, you win. But so. it's also nice to hear. I mean, I think sometimes people don't uh, don't realize that, like, often you audition multiple times before you get hired somewhere. Right. Yeah. It doesn't just happen magically. Yeah, a lot of the times you audition and you don't get it, and then you're at home and you, and you have to watch somebody who got it. Uh. And that's crazy, because I've never went, like, for a job at TJ Maxx and didn't get it. <laughs> I had to go back and see the dude who I was so folding bitter. the clothes I was supposed to fold. <laughs> Yeah. Like, damn, he does fold them tight, bro. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was cool though, man. Like, it's um, I don't know. Like, audition is is hard, but it's also like, yeah, I don't know what, what the fuck I'm, my point is. My point is, no, I do. My point is like, it's it's cool. It's I never I never fret about auditioning because it's like if 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 I'm gonna get it, it's, it's, if it's for me, it's for me. If right. it's not, at least you get better at fucking right. studying shit. That right. sounds very helpful. I am prolific. Uh, <laughs> and when you got hired on SNL, uh, yeah. did Conan give you any advice? Because uh, he worked there a long time ago. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, did yeah, he I, ever know, he, I mean, he talked to me a little bit before the audition, and um, and and when I started there, I kind of just wanted to, to see it for myself. I, mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people who did the job, and everybody kind of like. Gave me a little two cents here and there, but it was really just kind of like you have to go through that first year and just, you know, everybody understands what you're talking about when you call them an issue. Yeah. I remember right. like I was stressed out. It was I had been there two months and I called Andy Sandberg and I was like, Andy, I gotta talk to you, man. Like this is crazy. And he's like, How long have you been there? I'm like, two months. And he's like, For real, man? I'm like, all right, I'll hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> And then it all worked. I mean, it all worked out. It's so just you like, just assume that it's going to be really hard for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, it's a boot camp, man. It's yeah. like, it was the best boot camp of all time. But it, it is boot camp nonetheless. And so, so you're just getting adjusted. Everybody has to get adjusted to it. So you just right. got to like know that. But Yeah, because the schedule is insane. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely crazy. Is, is it two weeks on and then one week off? But uh, it's, It switches, but that's like, the, the normal is like two, yeah, two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, and one week off, or sometimes three weeks okay. on, and then one week off, two, depending. But on. during the weeks that you're on, you're, yeah. I mean, w- can you walk us through what the, like, uh, what the schedule's like a little bit? Yeah, Monday is like, you, you pitch to the host, and then, um, and then Tuesday, we were all in a room, we're just like throwing pitches at this famous person, and then, <laughs> uh, and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> and and then uh the next day we I, they walked them around and we uh and we pitched the uh either the idea that we pitched before or like a real idea and they see if they if, see if they like it and they want to do it and then if they do it you, we start writing it and then um Wednesday and that writers night lasts all night and that's then, Tuesday night right that's Tuesday. everyone's up all night yeah then Wednesday you got to get in by 12 and then like you have the table read and that's like 4 hours um, and, uh, and, and, and that's like just a huge pile of scripts, right? Yeah. And every, and they just work their way. Yeah. It's like 40, like read like, them out loud. Like 38 to 40 scripts. And so if your script is towards the end of that four hours, like there's no way it's getting laughs. Well, I mean. you don't know, that. <laughs> but you would think, 
Yeah. That exactly. That's a <laughs> and sometimes that, but sometimes you you'd be surprised, man. Like yeah. people be tired and this, and then you'll catch a haymaker, funny script. Like holy shit, this is amazing. Wow. Uh, so you know, you should never know. You know what I mean? Um, I've gotten some stuff I've written that had been like the last thing you heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes I felt like it. it Always depends on when you when the first a few times you get a, a sketch on the show where you're like, I want to be at this, I want to be at the end so I can right. headline. You know what I mean? Right. And then you become superstitious. About yeah, it. yeah, and then it doesn't work again, and you're yeah. like, oh <laughs> shit. <You know? laughs> now, when they read when you read the pile, does everyone like each sketch? Does everyone know who wrote it, or is it kind oh, of? Oh yeah, they put the names on. There. All right, okay, uh, so yeah, everyone knows. Just so you know who's failed. Okay, exactly. <laughs> No, nah, or who's winning? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do put the names. It, it's it's so it's so cool because you get to see how people like are stretching themselves, like, right? Or you just if you like their style, like you just you just mm-hmm. like looking forward to it. You know what I mean? It's it's cool to know who 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 wrote things, but so yeah. you know who to com- compliment to. Are people good that. laughers in that room, or are, are they kind of stingy with the laughs? Ah, uh, you know, I've heard different. Yeah, yeah, everybody has different takes on it. I still work there, so. <laughs> Enough well, said. This isn't okay. for broadcast. That, you know, people laugh when they want to laugh. Yeah, yeah. And when they don't want to laugh, they not. <laughs> that sounds so hard. Like at Conan, when we read pitches out loud, mm-hmm. the head writer reads the pitches. They're all anonymous. It's anonymous. Yeah. Right. So, and you don't find out until you, it's getting produced. I did. feel like that's a that's a residue of him working at SNL. I bet it is. Oh, it probably yeah. is. I bet it is. Everybody that leaves this place has something they do in their jobs now where it's like, I do this because I had to do it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to do like it There's like trauma, PTSD. Yeah. yeah. That that's good though. You know what I mean? That's, that's a fun way to do it. I mean, I like, I like knowing who wrote stuff though. No, that... that you you really have that 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 sounds a lot harder. You have to be accountable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do. I, I you can't send some of the bullshit budget pitches that I send in. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just it, it, it just only sucks when it's like it's your your sketch is bombing and there's like six more pages oh. left. Uh, and you're just like looking at people like I'm so sorry guys <laughs> can we just all agree this is trash does anyone ever do that just okay we no. just stop no, no uh, you can't do that uh, no. you just gotta like you just gotta trudge along oh man yeah it's good for you oh uh, yes it builds character it builds character <laughs> uh, it's good for I'm you know I mean it's like you're young you, you have it in you now and then yeah, you know. Then you get old, and you die. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so just calling back your joke. Okay. That's right. We could die any day. <laughs> any day. Yeah. Chris, I I want to ask if you're ever like, are there any celebrities that you're rooting to be in the news, or like politicians that you're kind of hoping have a longer career because you want to be able to play them? Oh, ooh, that's a good question. Not nobody I'm rooting for. <laughs> <laughs> no, like please do something. <laughs> um. I can I can always count on Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. He so, he fades away and then he you know he's gonna come back. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's just cooking he's something up. About yeah. How he's he pretty, decides to d- disrupt the world. Pretty yeah. reliable. And I like that. Uh, I, I you know I, I really want Wesley Snipes to just do something. Oh. oh yeah. I would just love Wesley to come. They just do something. Yeah. You know they're making a new blade and it's not yes. Wesley. I can't I want to know that. what Wesley feels about this. Yeah. <laughs> 
He'll have a ca- cameo where he'll play, you know, Blade. Oh, he'll, he'll play something. Old Blade? Yeah, exactly. Old Blade. <laughs> old Blade. <laughs> I did my taxes this time. Dull Blade. <laughs> yeah, is he, I mean, is he not allowed to live in the U.S. anymore? Like, what? Huh? Wasn't he not allowed to come back for a long time? He could be here. Oh, he might be here. Uh, yeah, I think he is in the wings. Right. No. <laughs> I, I don't know if he wasn't allowed to come back. I think. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. Let me call him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he does anyone here? Anyone here keep up on? Does West? anybody know Wesley Snipes no. personally? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. He was cool with it. What the oh. fuck? Who are you? How do you know? <laughs> Yeah, he gave his blessing and everything. <laughs> is this Wesley's nice PR person? He doesn't person? even. Yeah, that doesn't Wesley sound like the Wesley. Wesley only sent his PR person like, make sure they don't talk shit about me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wesley doesn't have a telephone. <laughs> All right, he's cool with it. Cool. All right, great. Well, yeah, All right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a research that. <laughs> you look like you know what you talk about. But you work for Marvel. I feel oh, like you, you shouldn't be saying no. that if you do. <laughs> That's not how they operate. No, can't just tell people that. Well, Chris, our time is up with you. Oh, it's crazy! This has been, I went by so fast. I know it did. Uh, but we will all just be praying for Wesley Snipes. To <laughs> you all should pray for some kind. Yeah, seriously. Thank you guys so much. Thank for you. Me. Thank you very much. Chris Red, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. It's great. Yeah. I hope he's enjoying his summer off from from work. I know by yeah. partying in Montreal. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we have one more guest. We do, and she is a a real uh, just for laughs veteran um, and a, a veteran of Conan. Her seventh time up here. She so was a star of her own sitcom, and it has a book coming out. We have a mm-hmm. lot to talk to her yes. about. Uh, Cristela Alonso. Big hand for her. Oh, she's right here. What's up? Thanks for being here. Oh, you know how to work that chair. Look how comfortable you are here. You know, uh, like, (laughs) this is, I can tell you've been here for three weeks. (laughs) Yeah, you said you've been here. I've been here for like almost a month and I have four more days to go. Wow. I have been deported to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) You're seeking asylum here. I am. I am. Please don't send me back. Um, but this I, is your seventh time at Just for Laughs? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. You yeah, lost yeah. counts. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, well, I was saying... You don't um, have a tattoo for every time you've been at Just for Laughs? <laughs>, <laughs> I'm going back in. Uh, JFL, actually, I keep track of it because I was saying uh, I never got new faces. So I actually auditioned uh, doing stand-up. I auditioned for new faces like six, seven years in a row where I like was no longer a new face. Like at, <laughs> at this point, they're like, they yeah, bitch, we know faces. who you are, you know? And I had, you know, when you're a comic coming up, you want new faces. There's certain things that you're like, I want this. If I get this, it's going to lead to this. And I didn't get new faces. And I thought, man, like, what do I do now? And then I want to say two years after I stopped trying, I got offered to do the ethnic show, which is so weird. There's a show called the ethnic show. Which, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I, think, 
I've, I've toured with JFL before, and they do call people of color here like ethnics, and it seems so weird. Like, I've heard people like, hey, you're ethnics, and I'm like, okay. But I did the ethnic show, uh, yeah, like six, seven years ago, and then I came back this year to host the ethnic show. So it's kind of been kind of cool to go from not having new faces. Yeah, you leapfrogged yeah, over and, new faces. Yeah, to like hosting the longest running show in the in the festival. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And they still call it ethnics. It's still called ethnics, Excellent. yes. Well, well, maybe that'll be your next move. What, trying to, to protest? The, or? <laughs> the ethnics show. <laughs> we are comedians of color. <laughs> yeah, what, I mean, what would be, what would you think would be better? How about just having a regular show? Just, just the comedians. Like, show. you know, it's weird because it's just like, well, she's funny for a Latina. Right, right, you know, right. it's like, she's got jokes, but you have to laugh in an accent. You know what I mean? It's, you know. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Chriselle, you've been appearing on Conan for a long time as well. My first appearance on Conan was, I want to say, uh, July 2012. That was I, the first I believe time. you. That yeah. Right. That was the first time. <laughs> I remember like it was my first late night set. I had never done late night and uh I was so nervous. I had been doing stand up about oh god at that point about 10 years and yeah. I had never tried to do like late night ever because there was an uh, an old agent that I used to talk to that always said um you need to be ready when you have your first shot cuz they'll always remember your first shot. So I never thought my set was ready for late night. So then I got the chance to like I got the chance to submit, and at that point I had been working on this stupid five minute set for so long, and I recorded it at my home club, which is Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, and I sent it in. Woo! And Anyone? I was no. just like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just I'm like anti pandering, like Brian. I don't. Yeah. I'm like, um, but you know, um, I turned in my set. And JP Buck called me. I want to say it was like maybe not even a week later. I was in Indianapolis at this hotel, working the like working the road. I was in my hotel. I had just bought one of those like uh, like dinner for one kind of meals at the store. <laughs> I had microwaved it. I was eating it, and I got the call. And I remember taking a picture of me just so pathetically in this hotel room that was just so nasty and stuff. And I'm like, this is the moment I found out I was going to be on Conan. And I, I got on it and I didn't get any notes. And JP told me to just do the set as I turned it in. And you killed. I, I watched that set this morning, actually. I was so nervous that I, and I forgot my, I forgot my name. Yeah, I noticed that. I was going to ask so about I that. So I said goodnight. I'm like, goodnight. My name is uh, Alonzo, Christ- uh, Christelle Alonzo. Like, I was so nervous. I, I was, was going like, to ask that about that, and end. I didn't want to embarrass you, because it's it's obvious that that's what happens, oh, but it's so I cute. Told, yeah. Oh, it was so bad. Like I was so like, bitch, what is your name? Like I could not remember it, and I was just like, oh, it, it, ah. And all I of my was friends last just joke. texted me like, Dude, how do you forget your name? You know, and I'm like, I was so nervous. Well, especially after you had done so well that it's just like you just had one dismount left. I and had, that was I know, the yeah. only thing I had to do was remember my name. <laughs> yeah. Man. That was the only thing. You get so nervous, you want to remember your bits as you're doing yeah. them. And then I'm like, at the end of the joke, I'm like, boom, done it. And then I'm like, who am I? Like, who am I? Like, who am I? <laughs> It's crazy. I, I would think the scariest moment would be right before that curtain. Don't they put you oh, right? 
it, it's behind it's that curtain. so frightening. Mm. It's like being at the top of a water guys slide, there. like one of those crazy yeah. water slides that go straight it, down. It's uh. really weird because also I love I like I was such a big fan of Conan that you don't want to disappoint him mm-hmm. in a way. And I, like I came up, I was a, a stand-up nerd my entire life. So when I was a kid, I wanted to do the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And the moment he retired, and I was like eight or something, I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. You're like, well, who's going to replace him? Now what? <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And, then, uh, and then I wanted to do Letterman. So I ended up uh, doing panel with Letterman, I want to say the last month that he did the show. Oh, and wow. that was like iconic for me. But like Conan for me was always someone that I really respected as a comic and just as a person. Like, you know, and for me, there was just so much respect. When you respect someone, you want to do so well in front of them. And it's true that the moment where you like open the curtain, you don't know how it feels because you're just there and you're like, oh, man, like, I hope people laugh. And it was really nerve wracking. And people, comics always ask me because I had a good set. They're like, you know, do you have any tips for doing late night, especially Conan? And I always say, uh, remember that you're performing for the people in that room, not at home. Yeah. So you got to actually make sure that the audience in that room gets you. Mm-hmm. The cameras that you're never going to. Don't worry about you're, the cameras. You're, you're playing to no one then. Like yeah. you got to make everybody in that room feel like that's special. And also, mm-hmm. I always tell people, I think it's exciting when you see a comic that's nervous or excited, show that they're nervous and excited. Right. Because yeah. it's a special moment. It's like when you see old clips of comics that are like doing like Carson and stuff, you see their first time and you see that moment when they want to be called over to sit with Johnny. Right. And it's that thing where, you know, I was so happy and so excited and so nervous that you could see it in my face. And it was like the coolest thing ever. And after that, I mean, Conan was like, Conan was life changing for me. Oh, really? Did like, that, was that a big launching point was, for you? I, I did my first set July, 2012. And then I had just met a producer that wanted uh, to do, a, she wanted to talk to me about a TV show, but I didn't know that's what I what was doing. Like, like she did, like they just, my agent said, hey, do you want to go meet with this woman, uh, you know, to meet her? And I was like, I guess. And the next day I went and I had already told my agency how I had grown up and they thought my life story was interesting. So they're like, tomorrow you're going to meet this woman. Just repeat all the stories that you uh-huh. told us today and we'll but go But they didn't with want that. you to be nervous. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And I went and met her and I told her the, like my life story. And then I told her that I was doing Conan. I did Conan, had a good set. She got my Conan clip and sent it to uh, 20th Century Fox who produced my TV show. They got on board with me. They sent it to the president of ABC at that moment. And that's how I got a development deal to get my TV show. Wow. It was from Conan. Oh, wow, my God. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. that's great. And it's weird. Because does, always... does Conan know that? Because I feel like he should have cashed in on that. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, but he's never used it. Like, I told him. I'm like, I, and I, you know, it's funny because comics always say that there's, uh, that when you do late night, nothing ever comes of it. And I was like, I would, I'm like proof that it does. Like yeah. I, it was amazing. I, I thank Conan so much for everything because that set really, it changed my life. So every time that I had the chance to go on a show, I did because I always thought like I, I wouldn't have been there if it hadn't been for Conan, you know? And That's you were awesome. talking to like Brian Kelly and Laura Kilmartin. They do stand up and we see each other at the clubs and it just felt so comfortable to actually see comics 
at the show. Mm -hmm. And then I had already known a lot of people from the crew for Conan because I had worked with them on other shows. So it was very familiar and very Mm -hmm. inviting. And I mean, seriously, Conan, for me, like that was it. Conan changed everything for me. So like for me, every time uh, I think I, Conan is one of the people I owe everything to. Uh, and JP, I mean, obviously, you know, he's the guy that that allowed me to be on the show. And it's just so, it's so special, you know? It was That's, awesome. Well, you also did a little bit of it yourself. <laughs> uh, and I mean, it sounds like the fact that it took, you said, 10 years yeah. of doing stand-up. Because that's, I think, generally what people say it takes. It takes, it takes 10, it takes 10, years, 10 years, to years to become an overnight good. success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that was like you were at the point that then that you were ready for it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, it's weird because... It's uh, like, this is just really nerd stand-up talk, you guys. So like, <laughs> I I ended up doing Conan. I ended up doing college gigs. Mm. And the last year that I did colleges, I had booked 130 colleges from like August to May, which is a stupid amount. And um, I went on the road by myself just doing everything. And it just, it put me to this thing where I was doing colleges every night. I was doing an hour. So it's like an o- hour open mic. So then wow. when I had done Conan, I was so ready to just go out and do everything because I had. And so you went the, from five minutes to an hour? Well, I had already been doing time, <laughs> but, you know, you know, like I made the jump from feature to headliner. Yeah. The 30 to 45 jump, you know yeah. what I mean? And then the 45 to hour, which is really like that was a big blessing because not a lot of people get to do that, you know? Yeah. College, you have to do an hour. Dude, college is. Dude, yeah, how is college? I did the one of the worst colleges I ever did was I'm not going to name it, but it was a community college, and I had to do a nooner. So that's like the stand up during lunch. Lunchtime. A lot of colleges oh don't tell the co- like they don't tell their students that there's going to be stand up. <laughs> so they're just yeah. it's like a cafeteria yeah, and they're eating yes. lunch. It's a cafetorium. Yes. That one was a cafetorium. So um, there was like a stage, and I remember. Um, that was one of the colleges where they didn't tell the students that I was going to do it. So they just like, everybody's studying. And then all of a sudden the student comes up on stage and she's like, now we have comedy front. I felt like, <laughs> what is going on? Everybody's uh, mad because they're like, I'm paying tuition. Shut up. Like, you know. Yeah. They'd and- rather study than hear a comedian. <laughs> That's what crazy well, college it's so, is It's so expensive. I mean, you know. And I remember there was a, a tour of elementary students uh, at that college that day and they're like you know they're gonna come in during your lunch so if you have any jokes about little mermaid or something that would be dope and i'm like who has like (laughs) oh my five disney minutes for kids is like now i get to shine you know and then um they also said there's also a senior citizen home that's coming that's touring at the the same time so if you have any jokes for them and i'm like i hope they like little mermaid and (laughs) i did the hour I did actually, it was so brutal that uh, I was supposed to do an hour and then at like 50, 51, I, I, like, got, I, tried, I tried to get <laughs> off stage and they sent me back. Oh, oh. And they're like, no, you still owe us 10 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> and then lunch started. They had two shifts for lunch. The second shift started and all of a sudden you see these little kids come in and you see these old people come in and uh, they have to... They get on the stage because that's how they that's how they get to the food. 
and the old people just stood in front of me and barricaded me from the audience. And they just kept looking at me with the microphone and they're like, why are you yelling? We're right here. Like, it, it was, uh, that was the last time I ever did a, noon, a nooner. Wow. Like, that was it. And after that, nothing. Like, you can do bad shows and you're like, been there, done that. Right, like, yeah. right. you get, you're so over so it. So you hit your point. bottom that day. Yeah. The, uh, the worst college <laughs> gig I ever heard was this comedian who told me this story. He was doing all these Midwest colleges and he said it was going great. He had one more show to go. He's like, one more show and then I'm going back to New York. It was a college in Iowa. They drive him, pick him up at night from the airport and they're like, oh, uh, you know, everyone's excited you're here. We, um, we made a mistake. We also the comedy show the same night we have boxing night and he's like boxing night like what college has boxing <laughs> and he's like so we're we're gonna combine the two so he's like what are you talking about so they drive him up to this gym he said they go in the gym there's like two thousand students there there's a boxing ring in the middle of the gym oh, and he no. goes you're gonna go up in between bouts and and so he's like are you kidding so they start this boxing match. The one guy punches, knocks the other guy out. Like in the first round, there's blood. On the stage. He said they're cleaning it up and they bring the mic down and a guy goes, all right, are you ready for your comic? <laughs> and wow. he had to perform to Dude, that crowd. My friend did a college gig where there was a end of, a end of the school year carnival and he was performing in an auditorium and then the PA system, someone got on the PA system and said, uh, the Build-A-Bear workshop factory is now open. <laughs> and everyone in the audience got up oh, and no. left. And then he had to do stand-up by himself to no one for like most of his set. And then they all came back with teddy bears. With their bears. <laughs> to sit down and watch the rest of the show. Like, I hope the bears were good laughers. <laughs> we should have had a Disney five minutes and we would have left. Wow. Well, we actually have to wrap things up. Holy cow. Okay. I know that went by so lightning it fast. Went really fast. But we have some um, things to give away. Maybe you we can some... help us, Christella. I would yeah, love it. We we, do we have gifts? any Conan fans in the audience? Or, okay. Yeah, okay. Great. All right. That's awesome. You well, guys came good. to the right podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're in the right place. Yeah. Um, we brought, so we've mentioned this on the show before. We recently discovered a giant vault of ties that <laughs> our former wardrobe person was hoarding. This guy's excited <laughs> in the front row. <laughs> like, I haven't yes, been able to go for a job a, <laughs> interview yet because I don't have a tie. Um, <laughs> but uh, we learned that our, our previous wardrobe person was buying $200, $300 ties and then like marking them and then putting them away and organizing them all and they were never reused. Conan wore them each one, one of these ties exactly once. Yeah. So we have like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of ties. It's around $250,000 worth of ties. <laughs> Which is insane. So this is, I mean, this is like a premium giveaway. Yes. Uh, so we're going to give away some of those ties right, right now. Now, Amazing. some of them, maybe they're a little outdated, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And you know what? We we went the extra mile. We looked up to see who was on the show. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so we have Here. a date so, and we know exactly who was on the right. show. What's it say there? What number? Here you go, guys. That's a beautiful, the beautiful tie. floral print. Right here. Lovely. And we'll start the bidding. I know. Five right. dollars. <laughs> who the five dollars? No. This one, which we make them guess who was 
it? Or I don't. I don't well, I'm here all day. <laughs> we, we Steve did, Gutenberg. We did that once before, and someone Googled it immediately. We told them the show number. They knew exactly. This this show, when Conan hosted, had Holly Hunter, Ooh. Natasha Leone, and the musician Robert Cray. And it's from uh, 20... It's from... Uh, 2017. 2017. June 2017. All right. Well, you know what? This guy's hand went up this guy, first. Yeah. I think you need you, this tie. And I think you should put it on right now because it matches yeah, your yeah, socks. Yeah, it goes with your shirt. Yeah. It goes with your shirt. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, so this episode, 1068, um, the, let's see, we had Carl Reiner. Yeah. Nikki Glaser. And the musical guest, I assume, or maybe this is a comedian. May, if anyone can tell me who, what this person is, or people, then you win this. Pokey Lafarge. Anybody. No Pope. musician. Are, I mean, you have a 50, 50 chance. I, this makes me feel bad for Pokey. Okay, we're going to go to that guy for a musician. Yeah. This guy right here, yeah. By the way, we're including this little hanger, which will really help you resell it on yeah. eBay tomorrow. <laughs> People notice that stuff in the photo, and they go, okay. Now this one, we saved this one. This is from... Wow, 2013, that is vintage. <laughs> and as you can see, it's made out of asbestos, I think it's, it's Dago. Tom Hanks was the guest. Wow. <laughs> and he gets two ties, though. So, uh, hmm, how do we give this one away? I don't know. Uh, how about a woman? <laughs> how about a woman? Um, sure. Christella, we'll leave it up to you. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Does, yeah. Does anyone know the title of Christella's upcoming memoir? No. <laughs> <laughs> Including Christella. Um. <laughs> right. Yeah. How could we? How this could we woman back it? here, maybe she the one. Whose suggestion one was it to give it to about a woman? A woman? Okay. Oh, okay. Right. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was going to say, let's. It was her idea. You get the top. <laughs> okay. But wait, there's more. There's more. We have oh, more there's stuff. so much more. Um, I, I, is anyone here a fan of Sonam Obsession? Okay. <laughs> um, so this is the actual. This is her Gigolos mug. Has anyone seen. The bit where she loses this mug and then Conan goes and tracks it. It might still have her DNA on it. Yeah. Or we don't know any. We don't know what kind of DNA. Yeah. Who? Let. Who is the most excited for this prize? I think we got this, right this guy here. over here. I'm gonna say I think she is. All right. Very nice. And then uh, just to cover our tracks. We stole these from Jeff Ross's office. These are it's little poster cards with his name on the bottom. Executive producer stationery. Yeah. Now you can you can pretend you're an ex hit Jeff you Ross. You can write notes to people. Exactly. Tell them uh, they're fired. You can write cease and desists on these. Do whatever you want. Would you like? All right. Great. Here, pass them around. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hide. And them then 
I'm going to give two more things that we were going to throw away. But these are... <laughs> Literally <laughs> true. These are based on Conan's sketches. Oh. You can pretend you went to this tour. Conan sketches, and I'm going to go... It's a tour shirt from Conan's... From the stand-up tour last year. All right, great. Congratulations. And we have some stickers if you want to... Uh, Just come up and get the stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't. If you want to vandalize the hotel in your way, out, you can put them up. Uh, well, Christella, thank you so much. Well, tell thank us the you. name of... What is the name oh, of yeah, the memoir? Oh, yeah, you have a memoir yeah. coming out, which oh, yeah. we didn't get to talk about. I know. Uh, I wrote a book. It's called Music to My Ears. It's a mixtape memoir. So the whole book is like every chapter is one of my favorite songs. I break down why I like the song, and I connect the story of my life to that song because I love music. Oh, that's awesome. That's right. October 8th. All right, great. Now. Okay, and thank you just for last. Thank you all for coming. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. We Bye. like you. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Kevin Bartelt. Engineered by Will Beckton. Mixed by Ryan Connor. Supervising producer is Aaron Blaird. Associate producer, Jen Samples. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross. Jeff team, Ross. Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. Ta-da! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.